0: Content. If you wait till the end of the show, then there'll be bonus content. I just thought I'd let you know there's gonna be bonus content. If you wait around till the end, then there'll be bonus content. You know I consider you all my personal friends, that's why I'm telling you about the bonus content. Bonus content. Bone 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 bone. Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me Daniel K, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. The podcast which you, the audience, am listening to now, because you've downloaded it. And uh, maybe you're just streaming it, you've downloaded it or streamed it. You're on a computer or a smartphone, some other piece of technology. Maybe some future piece of technology which exists only in the future, which I, a mere past man, know nothing of maybe some kind of brain implant. You've accessed this through some memory. You're 80 years old. You're Tyler Thornton. You're in your hospital bed. You think back, oh, who is that guy I used to talk to on Twitter? He had a podcast. It was really dumb. (sighs) What was it? And then your brain implant kicks in and goes, Tyler, it was the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. Would you like me to play some? And you go, okay, Google. And then it goes, here you go. Would you like some more morphine? Yes, Google. And it goes, here you go. And then you sit back and you listen to this old episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast in which I, Daniel K, play video games in an audio-only format. And this time, it's Thief! Part 2! Part 2 of Thief. Thief, the Pokemon-themed text adventure by Vociferosity vociferosity vociferosity. first published in January the 10th 2014, 10th of January I think that might be close to my dad's birthday uh, a couple days, so sometime around there is my dad's birthday, leave me alone um, the uh, yeah, this is the second episode probably what you should be doing is going back and re-listening to the first episode if you want to understand what happened, because it happened so long ago that you've all forgotten and hey, I kind of have too Although maybe I've forgotten less than you because I listened to it like a hundred times because A, I edit it, and B, I'm a disgusting narcissist who listens to my own podcast and I quite enjoyed... I especially enjoyed the Thief game, actually. Thief was really good. When I started to play it, I wasn't too sure if it was really good because it kind of had a few sticking points with the interface. Like I'd ask the... I'd say, you know... uh. I don't know, I'd say, look around, and it said, I don't know what you mean, look around, and I'm like, what? What a silly thing for the game to be saying. Actually, this game's great. It's aimed right at my level, which is an, an easy text adventure. Um, uh, which I really quite appreciate. It's been really fun to navigate through this little map, and really fun to have it be in a Pokemon environment. So every now and again, you're like, oh, shit, a cage full of Pokemon, which is not something you usually find. In, you wouldn't find that in Zork, for example. Very few Pokemon in Zork. I mean, there's the... There's the... What is it? The Grick? The Gru. What kind of Pokemon is the Gru? It's a Dark-type Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which lives in all the dark places of the world. Uh, But apart from that one Pokemon, the Gru, there's not very many Pokemon in Zork, which makes it not a fun game to play, and also several other things make it not fun to play. Uh, It's it's sprawling uh, layout it's sort of non-Euclidean cartography where you say go east and it sends you southwest without telling you and when you say go back west it sends you up north through a loop and you wind up like in some mystery location you don't know or some location you've been to but it's impossible to have gotten there from where you left Um, it's lack of a clear plot lots of things are wrong with Zork Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's me who's wrong with Zork, and Zork is really actually the best thing in the world. Maybe you only think that because you play Zork as a child, if you do think that. And I didn't, and I'm coming at it afresh, going, Jesus, what a weird-shaped thing this game is. I'm not having fun. But part part of the fun of Zork is me not having fun and you people listening to that. Anyway, this game, I'm having fun, so I hope that also magically translates into you having fun listening to me have fun. Uh, so yeah, in the last episode we, we explored a little bit the Charm Corp uh, gang team's headquarters, which are like bad Pokemon people, kind of like Team Rocket were, uh, but new, invented solely for this game, I think, Charm Corp, which I, I like a lot um we explored the level we picked up a cup of tea off a desk we saw some musty old boxes which our prudish character didn't want to finger about in because of all the must and the yucky wet cardboard uh we saw some cages of fairy type pokemon uh one of which was driven insane by its captivity uh we saw a stolen library of pilfered books all about fairy pokemon we discovered a lilac door which we couldn't pass But we found a lime green key card and we had also in our travels discovered a lime green door we spent 10 minutes trying to open the lime green door with the lime green key card eventually we managed it we came out into a break room and here we are now listeners it's time to start the episode oh is that irritating if i clap along with each of my words I bet it is. Could be fucking up the audio in a way I've never heard of before, which will give me all kinds of migraines when it comes time to edit that little section there. But maybe not. Maybe this new Snowball mic can just deal with it. Let's find out. Editor Dan, how's it going? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, it gets a little bit shit there, but, you know, I'm not gonna do anything about it. Fuck it. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. But That's okay. Let's just, uh, charge on ahead with it. Chugger, chugga 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 Break room! comfortable looking couches are scattered in this room in contrast to the shiny chrome of the rest of the hideout there are doors on every wall and we've come from the east so provided that there are four like this is a square or rectangular room there are three other doors south north and west Um, and then the lime door is on the east um it says you can see lime door here And I've got the Lime Keycard. If this was not an easy game, if this was a hard punishing game like Zork, I might start stopping and thinking here that maybe I should lock the Lime Door after me, because in case there's like a patrol of guards who come through. Or like, I don't know, what, some mean Pokemon? A Machoke, for example, uh, might come wandering through here and uh, kill me in one big low kick. Uh, That would suck. But because this is a a game which is really nice to me, and it's kind of like giving giving, giving me uh, uh, an experience which is more like, I don't know, forgiving uh, I, I'm not worried, I'm not going to lock the door behind me, it's fine uh, which way should we go, listeners? I tell you what, I've got this three-sided coin here, I'll just flip this coin and oh, it's landed on north, we're going to go north north Computer lab number one. Ooh, a room full of whirring computers with a door to the south, which is where we've come from. You can see lilac keycard here. Ah, bada bing, bada boom. We've got the keycard to the lilac door, which we found in the last episode. Get keycard. Lilac keycard taken. Let's let's double check our inventory. Inventory. You are carrying lilac keycard, lime keycard, cup of tea, a Charm Corp uniform being worn, a black beanie being worn, black boots being worn, black bodysuit being worn, stolen wallet, which is closed, a sharp knife, and a lockpick set. I hope to God that there is no limit to the amount of items I can carry in my inventory. I hope this is not like Zork in that way as well, because I that was my least favourite part of Zork, is having to drop things which after I'd picked them up, because I want to hold on to them. I want to hoard all those items. I just want it to be like D&D, where it's like, oh, you find a solid gold statuette of Imhotep. I pick that up and put it in my uh, pack. Okay, cool. You're carrying a thousand kilograms of gold with you. Yeah, sure. Sure thing, DM. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Nothing, Dan. That's what I want it to be like. Um, I don't know why Imhotep was in a D&D game, but whatever, you can put whatever you want in a D&D game. Um, all right computer lab. Look at computers. You sit at one of the desks and peer at the computer screen. A program is running. A little square covered in lines of incomprehensible text with a picture of a clefairy next to it. Oh, incomprehensible text. Okay. Investigate? That's not a verb I recognize. Okay, yeah, I think that's all the information. So these, these people are obviously... These charm corps are uh, doing weird research on fairies. Um, small square displayed on the screen, covered in lines of incomprehensible text. All right, we go back down south. We're in the break room. Let's keep on going down south. Computer lab number two, a room full of wearing computers with a door to the north. Okay, good. Uh, look at these computers computers done most of them have black screens the rest seem to be running some kind of dot 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 program with words you have no idea you suck at computers yep i sure do uh type that's not a verb i recognize use uh what's this called keyboard keyboard you can't see any such thing. Okay, cool. Touch screen. I'm just fucking about. It. I know I can't do anything. No, nope, I can't see any touch any any touch thing. Any such thing. Let's go back up north. Break room. So the one door we haven't used, I think is the one to the west. Let's go west. You probably wouldn't find the stolen Pokémon in the kitchen. Okay. So I guess it's the kitchen there. Look, west. You see nothing unexpected in that direction. Okay, let's use the, that, that, that lilac door. East. Wide hall. East. smaller room. Pot plants every corner. Small table with half a full cup of tea in the middle of the room. East. North. North. We're in the library, room full of bookshelves. West. Large office. You see an office with computers on on each immense desk. There is a poster hanging on the wall and an om- enormous door in the south wall. Lilac door is here. Okay, so I didn't fully investigate this office, did I? Large office. Look at posters. Oh yeah, no, that it's it's yeah propaganda posters for the Charm Corp gang. Charm Corp, Charm Corp. I need to start saying. I need to start pronouncing corpse properly. C O R P S. Core. Charm Core. Charm Core. Like a Charm Corporation. Charm Core. Remember that, Dan. Okay, let's investigate these computers. Look at computers. They are all turned off. Turn on computers. That's not something you can switch. Okay. Cool. Uh, unlock door. What do you want to unlock the lilac door with? Key card. Which do you mean, lilac key card or lime key card? Lilac. You unlock lilac door. Okay, cool. Um, what's that door to the west or the south? Let's try right south. Boss's office. Oh shit, listeners! An opulent office with a huge cage taking up the whole south wall. There is a door to the north, which I've come through, and a desk against the east wall. A filing cabinet is next to the desk. You can see lilac door here, and huge cage closed here. Look at cage. An enormous cage with bars too close together for anything trapped inside to slip between. There's a tiny lock. I got my lock picks! So is there anything in the cage? Look in cage. You can't see inside. Since huge cages closed. Alright, let's lockpick the lock. But first, let's look at the filing cabinet. Or the desk. Look at desk. A large desk covered in important-looking documents. Look at documents. You can't see any such thing. I want to go open the... uh, the filing cabinet. My D&D brain has been activated by that time I mentioned D&D a couple minutes ago. I, I want to check for traps because my DM would definitely have put like a vial of acid in there attached to like some explosive charm. So when I opened the filing cabinet, acid would be sprayed all over the very valuable documents inside because my DM was a dick. What a dick. Pete, are you listening? Yeah, you know it. Um, <laughs> it's just the DM's job to be a dick. Um, Look at Filing Cabinet Had to check for spelling The filing cabinet has three drawers You wonder what's inside them Open Filing Cabinet You'll have to specify which drawer you want to open Try command open bottom drawer Okay game, how about this then Open Middle. Draw. Open middle drawer. Open middle drawer. You open the middle drawer revealing a rage candy bar. A rage candy bar. Take bar. Taken. I guess look at bar. Mmm, ragey. <laughs> uh, open bottom drawer drawer so hard to spell draw you open the bottom drawer revealing a stack of empty folders uh take folders maybe i'll need some kindling later taken yeah empty folders taken sure whatever um maybe i should take the documents on the desk uh open top drawer you open the top drawer, revealing pokeballs. 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 Get the pokeballs. No, look at the pokeballs. Look at pokeballs. Ooh, free pokeballs. Get pokeballs. Taken inventory. How many have I got? You are carrying pokeballs. It just says pokeballs. It's ambiguous. Maybe that means I can just use them till, uh, till. Uh, yeah, I can just use them whenever. Whenever I need Pokeballs. Hang on, listen, so I'm just going to stretch. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's close quarters here in the shed. I stretched and a cat carrier box fell on me. Okay. We should get back to it. All right open cage. It seems to be locked. Unlock cage. What do you want to unlock huge cage with? Lock picks. You unlock huge cage. As you unlock the cage, an alarm begins to blare. I should have locked the lilac door. Shit, fuck. You won't be getting out as easy as you got in. That's for damn sure. It doesn't say damn, but that's... that's. But it should say. Uh, look in cage you can't see inside since huge cage is closed open cage you open huge cage revealing routes it's the routes it's the routes this is what i'm here for uh uh catch routes you caught a routes it's level 15 fuck me dead listeners i have a pokemon level 15 uh, look at routes. it's your trusty partner, Routes, it's level 15, um, I want to look at its stats and stuff, maybe it doesn't have stats, maybe it's just my trusty partner, um, hide, hide, that's not a verb, okay, cool, NORTH, BATTLE, oh my god, a battle has started, big letters BATTLE, it spells out two exclamation points, what a weird number of exclamation points. Okay. Go Oh you see enemies in the large office. I tried I tried to start typing and when I hit the keys text started to appear on the screen unbidden. You see enemies in the large office. You and Routes are ready to battle. You defeat the Charm Corp Grunt's Clefairy in the battle with ease and Routes levels up. Oh, I was given no input. Okay, let's just hit Uh Large office. Wow, that just went by like nothing. Large office, a large office with computers on each immense desk. Was that like a random was it random how how well I did? Just like in Zork when you fight the uh, big troll You just need to like it, It's rolling a dice off screen basically Maybe not, maybe it's just it just gives you that battle Large office A large office with computers on each immense desk There's a poster hanging on one wall An enormous door is on the south wall You, see, you can see Lilac door here Routes follows you Okay, so is it he or she Routes, whatever They're out of their Pokeball I thought I had it in a Pokeball uh East. Library, a room full of bookshelves. You'd wager each book is about fairy Pokemon. Get books. You can't see any such thing. Uh let's go south. Battle Uh you see the enemy in the storage area number one. You and Routes are ready to battle. You defeat the Charm corp Grunts Merrill in the battle with ease, and Routes levels up. We're level seventeen now. Okay? Storage Area 1 is full of large cages. Each cage is full of sad-looking fairy Pokemon. Uh, Open cages. That's not something you can open. Open cage? That's not something you can open. Look at cage. They're shiny and new, only the best for stolen Pokemon. Okay, south. South. Routes follows you. Empty room. There's nothing in this room apart from damp boxes. Entrance is back to the west. Hideout continues to the north. Go west. Small room. A small room with wilting pot plants in every corner. Hang on. Give Routes tea. Routes doesn't seem interested. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm glad it. Uh... Let's go investigate. Let's go investigate the. Let's just leave. Go south. Since you were last here, the lemon-colored door has been locked. Is that the door I... Okay. I entered through, I guess? Looks like you'll need a key card to get through. Shit. Okay, we need to go through the lime door to the west, then. Battle! You see enemies in the wide hall. You and Routes are ready to battle. You defeat the Charm Corps Grunts. Dedeen? dead Dedenny. D-E-D-E-N-N-E. I don't know what a Dean uh, in battle. I don't know what that Pokemon is. I don't know what that Pokemon is, but it's defeated in battle with ease by Routes, and Routes levels up. Shit, we're ploughing through these. This is like Sarah cutting through um, cue balls uh, in the cycle route, just pow, 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 dun, 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 with German death metal playing in the background. Man, what a what a good and also bad time that was. Let's continue to the west. Wide hall, long wide hall, velvet drapes on both walls give the illusion of luxury, but the threadbare carpet tells another story. There are doors to the east and the west. You can see lime door here, and routes follows you. Hey, because I've been saying, hey, this is like Zork all the time, let's try rolling up the rug. Roll up carpet. Maybe there'll be a a trapdoor down to the catacombs. Hey, that's not a verb I recognise. Fair enough, game. You're not Zork. I wouldn't want to accuse you of being Zork. Uh, West. Battle! You see enemies in the break room and your Routes is ready to battle. You defeat the Charm core grunts Mime Jr. in the battle with ease and Routes levels up. Mime Jr. is another one I've not seen. I, I assume it's like a pre-evolved form of Mr. Mime. Pr- the pre-evolution of Mr. Mime? Mime Jr. Whatever. Break room. Comfortable looking couches are scattered in the room in contrast to the shiny chrome of the rest of the hideout. This is where we started this episode. Doors on every wall. Lime door. Rounce follows you. Let's go to the west. Let's explore that kitchen. A tiny yet immaculate kitchen full of glossy benches. The break room is packed to the east. You can see lemon keycard here. Uh, Of course. That's where the lemons live. In the kitchen. Uh, Get keycard. Taken! Lemon keycard. Look at benches. Long chrome benches. They're so spotless, you're not sure they've ever actually been used. Maybe the Charm Core guards just eat their Pokémon. What monsters! Let's escape this horrible place. Break room. Let's go east. Wide hall. East. Small room. With the tea on the table. South. Battle! Dun, 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 dun. I see enemies in the narrow hall. Dun, 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 dun. Me and Routes are ready to battle. Bah, 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 dun, dun, dun. A dot, dot, dot! Shit, this has never happened before. We're having trouble in the battle, I think. An ellipses has appeared on the screen like something's waiting to happen. Actually, maybe you're not ready to battle. You'll come back to the narrow hall when you're stronger. Fuck! Okay, I need to have more battles, I think. Okay, we're back up in the small room with tea. eat soggy wheat, bigs west. I think I just ran away from that battle. Fair enough. Let's go west into the break room. Wide hall. Uh, we'll we'll see if there are baddies in the computer labs. West again. Break room. North. Computer lab one. Room full of roaring computers. Nope, no battles here. South. South. Computer lab two. Room full of roaring computers. North. East. East. I'm in the small room with T. East, South. A battle is down here in the south where the soggy uh where the soggy boxes are. You know, the that country band, the so- soggy box boys. I am the man of sorrow. Ugh, soggy box boys is a disgusting phrase. I guess it's no better than soggy bottom boys. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop going down this path of conversation. Uh, let's have a battle! I see em- enemies in storage area too. Bang! Pow! I defeat the Charm Core Grunt snubble. I know what a snubble looks like, even though it's not gen-, gen 1. I defeat it in battle as well, with ease. And Rouse levels up. Okay, I see what's happening now. I have to have the correct number of battles before each battle. Uh, West again. Oh my god! What? Rouse is evolving! Congratulations, your routes evolved into Kirlina. Kirlia? Kirlia. K- Kirlia? Kirlia. What's up with new Pokemon and shit names? Kirlia. Well, goddamn I've I've really messed up. I'm gonna be giving back this guy's routes and it's gonna be a Kirlia. And it's gonna be like, What's up with this? I hired you to get my routes. And it's gonna be a Kirlia. Oh well. Let's go west. Uh, storage area 2. Lights are flickering. It's full of grimy cages. Most of them have a few dirty-looking fairy poker on one side. There's a door to the north. Storage area 2. Okay, I've never been here. It didn't let me come here before, I don't think. Lights are fric- flickering. Look at lights. You can't see any such thing. Look at cages. They clearly haven't been cleaned out for a while. There's a pervasive odour in the air, and you think you can see where it's coming from. Ooh, Open cages. That's not something you can open. Unlock cage. What do you want to unlock grimy cages with? Lock pick. That doesn't seem to be something you can unlock. Damn. Uh, Sorry, smelly Pokemon. Go back up north go west, go south through the Lemon Door, battle! we're in the battle, you see enemies in the narrow hall, you and Curlier are ready for battle, you defeat the Charm Corp. grunts Merrill in the battle with ease and Curlier levels up awesome, narrow hall, a long narrow hall with exits to the north, south and west uh, you can see Charm Corp. guards here, let's enter that storage room where we left the bleach bottles west, a cramped closet full of cleaning supplies and spare uniforms uh Take off uniform. You take off Charm Corp Guard's uniform. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's go east. Narrow hall. Long narrow hall. Let's go south. Entrance. You're in a tiny room that connects the hideout to the outside world. Doors lead north and south further into the hideout and back to town, respectively. And Curlia follows you. Let's go south. You reach the exit, where you find the old man waiting with the police. Shit, I'm so glad I took off the uniform. I would be arrested at this stage, I'm sure. Uh, they take you into custody. Fuck them. <laughs> and the man smiles humorously at, at you as Curlier rushes over to him. You should have known he was lying when he said he wouldn't prosecute. Fuck this guy. However... For once, the cops are willing to listen to your side of the story. After you've explained a few things, the old man finds himself having to answer some hard questions. Yeah, take that, old man. Hard questions. You leave him blustering as you sneak off into the night. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Him and his curlier, they're going to go to Pokemon and people jail. Hey! I leave him blustering as I sneak off into the night, and that's the end of the game. Yeah. Alright listeners, it just says the end, yeah. So, um, in 107 moves, I completed Thief, a Pokemon text adventure. Uh, Let me just alt-tab back to my recording software. Wow, only half an hour, awesome, cool. That puts a nice little button on this, uh, this very short series. Um, so, what should I do? Should I review my experience playing the game? I had a great time. It was fantastic. It's a really good... This is a great text adventure to uh, be a beginner playing, I think. Because as I've said again and again and again, it's kind of on my level, which is... I'm an idiot. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to put you in any situation where you're just going to die and have to start again. Which is pretty dis- disheartening. Um... It uh, was a really good and interesting map it took me through. I enjoyed exploring all the rooms and looking at the cages of sad fairy Pokemon. I liked all the touches, like the stolen library of books. I liked the computer programs. It made me think there was a conspiracy of Charm Cores. The Charm Core conspiracy was a deep one and interesting, which I'd like to continue learning about. Uh, I wish there had been more puzzly puzzles, more items. I wish the tea had come into play. Um... And I had more barriers to success, which I had to overcome by using items in my inventory. I wish I'd found some money. Uh, I wish the Pokemon battles had had more interactivity to them. like I wish I had a move set to choose from, and uh, maybe just like one uh, one interaction per battle would be fine. like uh, I, I, I don't know, there's probably some way of doing it. I mean, it would be complicated. But I wish it was more than just hitting a button and, and, uh, and succeeding at the battle. Um, but overall, I'm really happy with this game. Uh, Vociferosity, if by some miracle you're uh, listening to this, uh, well done. I loved your game. It was a lot of fun. It was a great environment. I enjoyed the writing style. It was funny uh, and conversational and put me at ease, which was nice. So yeah, big old thumbs up to Thief by Vociferosity. And uh, thanks, listeners, for joining me on this fun Pokemon Text Adventure adventure. And uh, tune in next time I play some other game. Uh, bye, listeners. Bye bye.
1: Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Daniel K's Let's Plays, the internet's first and favorite Let's Play podcast. I'm your host, Evan T. What? Guest host? Nobody knew anything about this. Instead of Daniel K's Let's Plays, a secondary segment, Daniel K's Let's Reads, which is now controlled by me into Evan T's Let's Reads. Isn't that weird? It's somebody else. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this either. And I really haven't told Daniel anything about this either. It, I figure Editor Dan's listening to this right now. I hope. Hey, buddy.
0: Hello, Mr. Tolly.
1: How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So this is weird, isn't it?
0: Not perfectly normal. Uh, what is it that you're doing?
1: I just like oh, had a minute and was like, huh. I wonder what I should do today. Oh, I know. I'll sit here and I'll read a, a, a Moominland story, just like the one you were reading. Except for this one is Comet in Moominland by Tove Jansson Or Janssen? Jansen? I don't know, because I have zero background with this. After I heard you uh, recording and reading, I, f- I fell in love instantly. And I've never even heard of the Moomin series. So, I, I love kind of weird fantasy stuff. I love people who do art for their books. This is a perfect crossing of it. So I figured why not? Heck, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll, I'll heck and do it. <laughs> um, sorry for cursing. That wasn't... I'm just excited. Please please forgive the hacks. Anyway, so I've got Comet and Moominland. I guess this is the first Moomin book? I don't really know Uh, but I'm sure that you do and that's the important part (laughs) is that uh, that you at least know so uh, I guess without further ado uh intro music Comet and Moominland chapter 1 which is about Moomintroll and Sniff following a mysterious path to the sea, pearl fishing, and the discovery of a cave, and how the muskrat avoided catching a cold. The Moomin family had been living for some weeks in the valley, where they had found their house after the dreadful flood, which is another story. It was a wonderful valley, full of happy little animals and flowering trees, and there was a clear narrow river that came down from the mountain. "'looped round Moomin House and disappeared in the direction of another valley, "'where no doubt other little animals wondered where it came from. "'One morning, it was the morning that Moomintroll's papa finished building a bridge over the river. "'The little animal Sniff made a discovery. "'There was still plenty of things left for them to discover in the valley. "'He was wandering in the forest when he suddenly noticed a path he had never seen before winding mysteriously into the green shadows. Sniff was spellbound and stood gazing at it for several minutes. "'It's so f- funny about paths and rivers,' he mused. "'You see them go by, and suddenly you feel upset and want to be somewhere else, "'wherever the path of the river is going, perhaps. "'I shall have to tell Troll about this, and we can explore it together, "'because it would be a bit risky for me to go alone.' Then he carved a secret sign on a tree trunk with his pen knife, so that he could find the place again, and thought proudly, Moomintroll will be surprised. And after that, he scooted home as fast as he could, so as to not be late for lunch. Moomintroll was just putting up a swing when Sniff got home. He seemed very interested in, a mysteri- in the mysterious path, and directly after lunch, they set off to have a look at it. "'Halfway up the hill, on their way grew a clump of blue trees covered with big yellow pears, "'and of course they couldn't get past without Sniff deciding that he was hungry. "'We'd better only take the windfalls,' said Moomintroll, "'because Mama makes jam for these.' "'But they had to shake the tree a little so that there were some windfalls. "'Sniff was very pleased with their haul. "'You can carry the provisions,' he said. "'Because you haven't got anything else to do, have you?' I'm too busy to think about things like that when I'm the path pioneer. When they reached the top of the hill, they turned and looked down at the valley. Moomin House was just a blue dot, and the river a narrow ribbon of green. The swing they couldn't see at all. We've never been such a long way from home before, said Moomin Troll, and a little goose-fleshy thrill of excitement came over them at, at the thought. Sniff started to snuffle about. He looked at the sun felt the direction of the wind, sniffed the air, and in fact behaved in every way like a great path pioneer. It should be somewhere here, he said busily. I made a secret sign with my knife on a plum tree just where it began. Could it possibly be here? asked Moomintroll, pointing at the curly flourish on a tree trunk on the left. No, here it is, screamed Sniff who had found another curly flourish on a tree trunk on the right. At the same time, they both caught sight of a third curly flourish on a tree trunk right in front of them, but it was terribly high up, at least three feet above the ground. That's it, I'm sure, said Sniff, stretching himself. I must be taller than I thought. Well, strike me pink, exclaimed Moomin Troll, looking around. There are curly flourishes everywhere, and some of them are nearly a hundred feet up. I think you found a haunted path, Sniff. "'and the spooks are trying to stop us from using it. "'What do you say to that?' "'Sniff didn't say anything, but he got very pale about the nose. "'And at that moment a cackle of spooky laughter broke the silence, "'and down fell a blue, big blue plum, which nearly hit Moomintroll in the eye. "'Sniff gave a screech of terror and ran for cover, but Moomintroll was just angry.' "'and had decided to have a look for the enemy when all of a sudden he saw who it was. "'For the first time in his life he was face to face with a silk monkey. "'She was crouching on the fork of a tree, a small dark velvety ball. "'Her face was round and much lighter than the rest of her, "'about the color of Sniff's nose when he had washed rather carelessly, "'and her laugh was ten times bigger than herself.' Stop that horrible cackling, shouted Moomintroll when he saw that she was smaller than he. This is our valley. You can go and laugh somewhere else. Wretched, wretch, muttered Sniff, pretending he hadn't been frightened. But the silk monkey just hung by her tail and laughed louder than ever. Then she threw some more plums at them and disappeared into the forest with a parting hoot of evil laughter. She's running away, screamed Sniff. Come on, let's follow her. So off they rushed scrambling headlong through bushes and brambles under a perfect rain of ripe berries and fire cones fur cones? fire cones F-I-R-C-O-N-E-S I'm gonna call them fur cones but I've never encountered this word in my life oh I bet they're like oh listeners I bet that it's an equivalent in Moomin Valley to pine cones. In West Virginia, where I live, we have a lot of those. I bet that's what it means, fur cones. Anyways. Under a perfect rain of ripe berries and fir cones, while all the little animals underfoot escaped into their holes as quickly as they possibly could, the silk monkey swung from tree to tree in front of them. She hadn't enjoyed herself so much for weeks. "'Don't you think it's ridiculous, huh, to run after a sl- silly little monkey like that?' panted Sniff at last. "'I don't see that she matters.' And Troll agreed to this, and they sat down under a tree and pretended to be thinking about something important. The silk monkey made herself comfortable in the fork of a tree above them, and tried to look important, too. She was having nearly as much fun as before.' "'Take no notice of her,' whispered Moomintroll. "'Out loud,' he said. "'Good spot this, isn't it, Sniff?' "'Yes, interesting-looking path, too,' Sniff answered. "'Path,' repeated Moomintroll thoughtfully. "'And then he suddenly noticed where they were. "'Why, this must be the mysterious path,' he gasped. "'It certainly looked most mysterious. "'Overhead the branches of the plum trees, oaks, and silver poplars "'met and formed a dark tunnel which led away into the unknown.' "'Now we must take this seriously,' said Sniff, remembering that he was the path pioneer. "'I'll look for bypaths, and you knock three times if you see anything dangerous.' "'What shall I knock on?' asked Moomintroll. "'Whatever you like,' said Sniff. "'Only don't talk. "'And what have you done with the provisions? "'I suppose you've lost them. "'Oh, dear. "'Do I have to do everything myself?' Moomintroll wrinkled his forehead dejectedly, but didn't answer. "'So they wandered further into the green tunnel.' Sniff looking for bypaths. and Troll looking for dangerous intruders, and the silk monkey leaping overhead from branch to branch. The path wound in and out of the trees, getting narrower and narrower. Narrower and narrower. Oh gosh. I think I found a word I can't read. It's narrower. Okay. The path wound in and out of the trees, getting narrower and narrower, until at last it petered out altogether. troll looked baffled. Well... "'That seems to be that,' he said. "'It ought to have led to something very special.' "'They stood still and looked at each other in disappointment. "'But as they stood, a whiff of salt wind blew in their faces, "'and a faint sighing could be heard in the distance. "'It must be the sea!' exclaimed Troll with a whoop of joy, "'and he started running upwind, his heart thumping with excitement. "'For if there is anything Moomintrolls really love, it is swimming.' "'Wait!' screamed Snuff. "'Don't leave me behind!' But Moomintroll didn't stop till he came to the sea, and there he sat down and solemnly watched the waves rolling in, one after another, each with its crest of white foam. After a while, Sniff came out from the fringe of the wood and joined him. "'It's cold here,' he said. "'By the... "'By the way, do you remember when we sailed with the hat... "'Oh, wait, hang on. "'Daniel K, you might know this word. "'Uh... Hattie Fatners I bet you can insert right here a little note about the Hattie Fatners cuz I I don't know anything about Hattie Fatners. They sound kind of interesting though.
0: Uh Hattie Fatners, Hatta Fatners or a singular Hatta Fatner, Hattie Fatner. I can never pronounce it. Yeah. They're these weird little kind of spirit things which sort of come in swarms and they're in all of Tove's books. Uh they kind of Oh, are you okay? Cuts, cuts. Cough, cough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. I know. You'll be all right. Yeah, they're pretty mysterious and enigmatic, and uh, no one can really tell what they're about or what they do. Um, yeah, here's a little passage from the sort of proto-Moomin book, which came before the one you are reading. It's It's got really beautiful pictures in it, but apart from that, the story is a bit weird for a Moomin book. But has a description of the Hatterfatners. Uh, what sort of folk are they? Asked the little creature. Uh, a kind of little troll creature, explained and Mama. They're mostly invisible. Sometimes they can be found under people's floors, and you can hear them pattering about in there when it's quiet in the evenings. But mostly they wander around the world. They don't stay anywhere, and they don't care about anything. You can never tell if a Hatterfattner is happy or angry, sad or surprised. I'm sure that they have no feelings at all. So that's from the sort of proto-Moomin book she uh, wrote during World War Two. Uh, And then in the book after the one you're reading, in uh, Finn Family Moomitroll, here's another passage. Far out to sea lay the Hatterfattner's lonely island, surrounded by reefs and breakers. Once a year, the Hattifatners collected there before setting out again on their endless foraging expedition around the world. They come from all points of the compass, silent and serious, with their small, white, empty faces. And why they hold this yearly meeting, it's difficult to say, as they can neither hear nor speak, and have no object in life, but the distant goal of their journey's end. Perhaps they like to have a place where they can feel at home and can rest a little and meet their friends. The yearly meeting is always in June, and thus it was that the Moomin family and the Hattifatners arrived on the lonely island at about the same time. Um, they look like little they look like little ghosts they're just basically a sort of white phallic shape imagine if you like threw a white sheet over your erect penis and then drew eyes on it and they've got little, tiny little like arms coming out the side but yeah they're undeniably phallic uh, and they're just like little ghost troll things which sort of wander around and are just they go about their business and they're just a kind of spirit what? Yeah, anyway, back to your reading. Oh, man, it's going great. This is fantastic.
1: I do hope they show up again. Anyways. By the way, do you remember when we sailed with the Hattie Fatners in that dreadful storm and I was so seasick? That's quite another story, said Moomintroll. Now I'm going to swim. And he ran straight out into the breakers without stopping to undress because, of course, Moomintrolls don't wear clothes, except sometimes in bed. The silk monkey had climbed down from her tree and was sitting on the sandy beach watching them. What are you doing? she cried. Don't you know it's wet and cold? We've managed to impress her at last, said Sniff. Yes, I say, Sniff, you can dive with your can you dive with your eyes open? asked Moomin Troll. No, said Sniff. And I don't intend to try. You never know what you'll see down there on the bottom. If you do it, don't blame me if something awful happens. Pooh, said Moomin Troll. "'diving into a big wave and swimming down through green bubbles of light. "'He went deeper and came, up, came upon forests of crinkly seaweed swaying gently in the current. "'Seaweed that was decorated with beautiful white and pink shells, "'and even farther down the green twilight deepened "'until he could see only a black hole that seemed to have no bottom. Troll turned around and shot up to the surface, "'where a big wave carried him right back to the beach. "'There sat Sniff, and the silk monkey screaming for help at the top of their voices.' we thought you were drowned said sniff or that a shark had eaten you up said moving troll again I'm used to the sea while I was down there I got an idea a good idea too but I'm wondering if an outsider should hear it or not and he looked pointedly at the silk monkey go away sniff said to her this is private oh please tell entreated the silk monkey for she was the most inquisitive creature in the world I swear I won't breathe a word "'Shall we make her swear?' asked Moomintroll. "'Well, why not?' answered Sniff. "'But it'll have to be a proper swear.' "'Repeat after me,' said Troll. "'May the ground swallow me up, may old hags rattle my dry bones, "'and may I never more eat ice cream if I don't guard this secret with my life. "'Go on now.' "'The silk monkey repeated the swear, "'but she was a bit careless of it, over it "'because she could never keep a thing in her head for too long. "'Good,' said Moomintroll.' Now I'll tell you. I'm going to go pearl fishing, and then I shall bury all my pearls in a box here on the beach. But where shall we find a box Asked Sniff? I shall hand that job over to you and the silk monkey, replied Moomintroll. Why do I always have to do the difficult things, asked Sniff gloomily. You have all the fun. You were the path pioneer just now, said Moomintroll, and besides, you can't dive, so don't be silly. Sniff and the silk monkey set off along the beach. Wretched wretch, muttered Sniff. He could have looked at this, he could looked for his own old box. They poked around for a bit, but after a time, the silk monkey forgot they were supposed to be, forgot what they were supposed to be doing, and begun to hunt for crabs instead. There was one that always careened off with his odd sideways gait and hid himself under a stone, so that they could only see his eyes, which were out on sticks and waved threateningly at them. They followed him for a long time until he jumped into a crack in the rock and built a wall of sand around him so that they couldn't get at him. "'Well, he's gone anyway,' said the silk monkey. "'Come on, let's climb the rocks.' It was a wild bit of coast, the rocks steep and jagged. After they had been climbing for a bit, they found themselves on a narrow ledge above the sea, with a sheer rock wall on one side and a steep drop to the sea on the other. "'Are you too frightened to go any further?' asked the silk monkey, who found all this very easy, having four legs herself. "'I'm never afraid,' answered Sniff. "'But I think the view is better from here.' The silk monkey grinned jeeringly and pranced off with her tail in the air. After a time, Sniff heard her laugh. "'Hello!' she shouted. "'I've found a house for myself, and not a bad house either!' Sniff hesitated a moment, but he couldn't resist the thought of the house." "'He had always loved houses in unusual places. "'So he shut his eyes tightly and set off along the ledge. "'The spray drenched him several times, "'and he offered up a prayer to the protector of all small beasts. "'Never in his life had he been so frightened "'or felt so brave as he did creeping along that ledge. "'Suddenly he tripped over the silk monkey's tail and opened his eyes. "'She was lying on her tummy, with her head stuck into a hole in the rock, "'talking and laughing, nineteen to the dozen.' "'Well,' said Sniff, "'where's this house you were talking about?' "'In here!' screeched the silk monkey, and she disappeared completely into the rock. Then Sniff saw that it was a cave, a real cave, such as he had always dreamed of finding. Its mouth was rather small, but inside it opened up into a big room. The rocky walls rose smoothly up to a gap in the roof which let in the sunlight, and the floor was covered with smooth white sand. The silk monkey scuttled off to a cranny in one of the cave corners and started to sniff and poke at the sand.' "'There may be a lot of crabs here,' she cried. "'Come and help me look!' "'Don't disturb me,' said Sniff solemnly. "'This is the biggest moment of my life so far, and it's my first cave.' He smothered the sand with his tail and sighed. "'I shall live here forever,' he thought. "'I shall put up little shelves and dig a uh, sleeping hole in the sand "'and have a lamp burning in the evenings. "'And perhaps I'll make a rope ladder so that I can go up to the roof and look at the sea. "'Moomin will be surprised.' and then he suddenly remembered Troll's pearl fishing in the box. "'I say, silk monkey,' he said. "'What about that box? Do you think Moomintroll really needs it?' "'What box?' asked the silk monkey, whose memory was exceedingly short. "'Come on, I think it's beginning to get boring here.' And in a twinkling, she was out of the cave, back along the ledge, and down on the sand again. Sniff followed slowly. Several times he turned around and looked back at the cave proudly. He was so full of it... He quite forgot to be afraid on the dangerous ledge, and he was still deep in thought as he trudged along the beach to the place where they had left Moomintroll pearl fishing. There was already a row of shiny pearls, of shining pearls, and in out and out in the breakers. Movement Troll was bobbing up and down like a cork, while the silk monkey sat up on the sand, busily scratching herself. "I am the treasurer," she said importantly. Now I've counted these pearls five times, and each time it comes to a different answer. Isn't that extraordinary? Moomintroll waded out of the water with his arms full of oysters. He even had several on his tail. Whew! He said, shaking the seaweed out of his eyes. That'll do for today. Where's that box? There weren't so many very good boxes on this beach," said Sniff. "But I've made a great discovery. What's what was that?" asked Moomintroll. "For a discovery." Next to mysterious paths, bathing in secrets, was what he liked most of all. Sniff paused and then said dramatically, A cave! A real cave? asked Moomin Troll, with a hole to creep in and through, and rocky walls, and a sandy floor? Everything, said Sniff proudly. A real cave that I found myself. He winked at the silk monkey, but she was counting the pearls for the eighth time and wasn't bothering herself about the cave any more. That's splendid, said Moomin Troll. Wonderful news, a cave is much better than a box. We'll take the pearls there at once. That's just what I had thought of doing myself, said Sniff. So they carried the pearls to the cave and arranged them neatly on the floor, and then lay down on their backs looking up at the sky through the gap of the roof. Do you know something, said Moomintroll. If you fly hundreds and hundreds of miles up into the sky, you come to where it isn't blue anymore. It's quite black. In the daytime, too. "'Why is that?' asked Sniff. "'It just is,' answered Moomintroll. "'And up there in the dark are great sky monsters, such as scorpions, bears, and rams. "'Are they dangerous?' asked Sniff. "'Not to us,' replied Moomintroll. "'They only snap up a few stars now and again.' Sniff pondered this deeply, and after a while they stopped talking and just lay watching the sunlight that poured through the roof creep over the sand and shine on Moomintroll's pearls. It was late in the evening when Troll and Sniff got back to the blue house in the valley. The river flowed with hardly a ripple under the bridge, which showed up vividly in its new coat of paint, and Moomin Mamma was arranging shells round the flower beds. We've had supper, she said. You'd better see what you can find in the larder, my (laughs) my dears. Troll was hopping with excitement. We've been at least a hundred miles from here, he said. We followed a mysterious path. And I've found something terribly valuable that begins with P and ends with L, but I can't tell you what it is because I'm bound by a swear. And I've found something that begins with a C and ends with E, squeaked Sniff. And somewhere in the middle there's an A and a V, but I won't say any more. Well, said the and mamma, fancy that two big discoveries in one day. Now run and get your supper, dears. The soup is keeping hot on the stove, and don't clatter about too much because papa is writing and she went on laying out shells one blue two white and a red in turns and it looked very fine indeed she whistled quietly to herself and thought there was rain in the air a wind was getting up and now and again a strong gust shook the trees turning their leaves inside out and lumen mama noticed an army of clouds massing on the horizon and beginning to march up the sky i do hope there isn't anything going- isn't going to be another flood she thought picking up some shells that were left over and going into the house as the first drops of rain began to fall. In the kitchen, she found Moomintroll and and Sniff curled up together in a corner, tired out by their adventures. She spread a blanket over them and sat down by the window to darn Papa's socks. The rain was pattering on the roof and rustling outside while far away it dripped into Sniff's cave, and and deep in the forest, the silk monkey crept further down her hollow tree and folded her tail round her neck to keep warm. Late that night, when everybody had gone to bed, Moominpapa heard a plaintive noise. He sat up and listened. The rain gushed down the drainpipes, and somewhere, a shutter banged in the wind. Then came the pitiful sound again. He put out on his dressing gown and went to have a look around the house. He looked into the sky-blue room, into the sun-yellow one, and into the spotted one, and everywhere it was silent. At last he drew the heavy bolt of the door and looked out in the rain. His torch lit up a strip of the path, and the raindrops glittered like diamonds in the light. "'What in the world have we here?' exclaimed Moominpapa. "'For on the steps sat something wet and miserable with shiny black eyes.' "'I am the muskrat,' said the wretched creature faintly. "'A philosopher, you know. "'I should just like to point out that your bu- bridge-building activities have completely ruined my house and the river bank, "'and although ultimately it doesn't matter what happens—' "'I must say that a philosopher does not care for being soaked to the skin.' "'I am most extremely sorry,' said Mum and "Papa, "'I had no idea that you lived under the bridge. "'Please do come in. I'm sure my wife can make up a bed for you.' "'I'm, I'm not a great one for beds,' said the muskrat. "'They are unnecessary furniture, really. "'It was only a hole I lived in, but I was happy there. "'Of course it's all the same to a philosopher, whether he is happy or not, "'but it was a good hole.' After these words, which were not intended to be ungracious, he managed to gather enough energy and enthusiasm to go into the house, where he shook the water off him and said, "'What an extraordinary house this is!' "'It is a Moomin house,' said Papa, who realized that he was talking to an extraordinary person. "'I built it myself in another place, but it floated here in a great flood we had some months ago. "'I hope you will be happy here. "'I find it a very good place to work in.' "'I can work anywhere,' said the muskrat.' "'It's all a matter of thinking. I sit, and I think about how unnecessary everything is.' "'Really,' said Papa, much impressed. "'Perhaps I might offer you a glass of wine, against the gold?' "'Wine, I am bound to say, is unnecessary,' replied the muskrat. "'But a small drop, nevertheless, would not be unwelcome.' "'So Papa stole into the kitchen and opened the wine cupboard in the dark. "'He was stretching up for a bottle of palm tree wine on the top shelf, stretching and stretching,' When all at once, there was a terrible crash. He had knocked over a vegetable dish, and a moment the house came to life. People shouted and banged doors, and Moomin Mama came running downstairs with a candle in her paw. "'Oh, it's you,' she said. "'I thought someone must have broken in.' "'I wanted to get the palm tree wine down,' said Moomin Papa. "'And some silly fool had put that stupid vegetable dish right on the edge of the shelf. "'Never mind,' said Moomin Mama. "'It's really a good thing it's broken. "'It was so ugly.' Climb up on a stool, dear, it will be easier. So Moom and Papa climbed up on a stool and got down the bottle and three glasses. Who's the third one for us? Moomin Mama. The muskrat, answered Moomin Papa. A great man. He's coming to live here, with your approval, my dear. And he called the muskrat in and introduced him to Moomin and Mama. Then they sat on the veranda and drank to each other's health, and Moom and Troll and Sniff were allowed down too. Although it was the middle of the night and it was still raining, and the wind had gotten trapped in the chimney and was howling eerily. "'I have lived on this river my whole life,' said the muskrat, "'and never have I seen such weather. "'Not that it makes any difference to me, of course, "'except for giving me something new to think about. "'It would be much better if it rained in the hot, dried-up valley on the other side of the mountains. "'We don't need rain here with the heavy dew we get every morning.' "'How do you know what it's like on the other side of the mountains if you've lived here all your life, Uncle Muskrat?' said Sniff. "'An otter who swam down here once told me,' answered the muskrat. "'I never make unnecessary journeys myself.' "'I love making journeys,' cried Troll. "'There are hardly any unnecessary things, I think. "'Only eating porridge and washing.' <laughs> "'Hush, child,' said Moominmama. "'The muskrat is a wise man who knows about everything and why it is unnecessary.' "'I only hope, as I said, that there isn't going to be another flood.' "'Who knows?' said the muskrat. "'There has certainly been something strange in the air lately. "'I have vague forebodings and thoughts more than usual. "'It's all the same to me what happens, "'but one thing is certain, that something is going to happen.' "'Something awful?' asked Sniff, "'pulling in his nightshirt tighter around him.' "'One never knows,' said the muskrat. "'Now we'll all go to bed,' said Mama. It's not good for children to hear frightening stories at night. So they all crept into their own corners and went to sleep. But in the morning, the rain clouds were still marching over the sky, and the lonely wind howled through the blue trees. And that's the end of the first chapter, listeners. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, Comet in the Moomin Land. I guess maybe there was uh, a book before this, now that I think about it because I remember seeing um, a book called hang on Moomins and the Great Flood I think yeah it's called The Moomins and the Great Flood and I believe this is the first book of the Troll series wouldn't you say so Dan
0: yeah Great Flood is like uh, book 0.5 and then uh, Comet and Moominland is officially bang number one well
1: Oh, maybe someday I'll get that I hope to I hope to have all these books ever since uh, hearing the highly recommended uh, Daniel K's recommends uh, Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes just throw throw the song over that Del- delete that no that's <laughs> if I leave that in to you editor Dan editor Evan mm, yeah yeah you okay yeah. Mm-hmm. If you leave that in, yeah. then Daniel K., you can go ahead and leave that in.
0: Yeah, go for it, but Dan.
1: I don't think that that came out well. <laughs> Just no. layer over top the song. You know what to do. I, I, I trust both of you, all right? You're fine, man. Yeah, okay, cool. Sounds good. All right, well, listeners, um, I hope you've enjoyed the last... Jeez, it's... Okay, in my recording, it's been... Oh, Oh, right now, it's been 34 minutes. That's... Crazy. Okay. Well. Yeah. I guess it's time for me to sign off here. Maybe. Uh. You know. Maybe I will actually post more of, of these. If if Daniel, if you like them, let me know. I, I gotta say, I really like your reading of Winter and Land, and I hope that you keep doing that because that's uh just another reason for me to listen to your Nuzlocke run is to hear you reading afterwards. And please keep reading it from the books. Because honestly, that is what audiobooks need so bad is the page turn. And I hope that I've caught them in this. I hope my wife in the front room hasn't been so loud that uh you've heard nothing but <laughs> but screams and, and uh well so she's playing uh Bloodborne, if you if anybody who's listening to this has ever played, which you all know is a uh Victorian uh horror No, 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 it's uh it's a Lovecraftian horror game, which uh, it's kinda neat. I I've played it a couple of times. And I really enjoyed it. I never beat it. I should really go play it and beat it. Daniel K, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't think that it would make for great audio, because there's just nothing but a ton of like Ree! noises in the background and like people running at you and trying to just, you know, nonstop kill you. But I do recommend playing that game at some point. But I guess uh, Daniel K has a podcast, and Evan recommends things sometimes. Go go play Bloodborne, like seriously, like uh, do that. Yeah, really, go play Bloodborne. Okay, that was that was really all I wanted to say. All right, all right, I'm at 36 minutes. Okay, <laughs> all right, Daniel, man, recording podcast is weird. Uh, good, good on you, man. You, you do a good job. I like your podcast. You, you don't have to... You, you can cut all this crap out now. Just, You know what to do You're a good editor I like your editing I'm sure you'll cut this whole rant out Or else uh, probably leave it in and leave the part And then cut out the part about me Talking about how you're probably definitely going to leave it in Or all of this is going to be left in And it's just going to be a really meta edit If you even decide to use this Which you might not (gasps) Oh no (laughs) Do you hear that listeners? If you don't, that means Daniel didn't even use this. Can you believe that? Dan, I can't believe that you wouldn't (laughs) use my audio. Okay, okay. Actual time. Eh.